but no, like solid Joe Douglas, send them to the moon. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode eight of the Breaking the Plane podcast. As always, we're brought to you guys in part by the Primetime Production guys over, over there at Primetime Prods on Twitter. Check out their website as well, primetimeproductions.net. We got plenty, plenty of content on that website. Plenty of content for all four major sports. You want to chirp me about the Bruins goalie situation? Get at yes. me on there. Get at me I, on there. I'll die on every hill. I've made it clear on this podcast here, I die on every hill. Oh. Check it out. I will dig a hole to create the soil, to create the mountain for you to die on said mountain. <laughs> Burge dying on a hill? Uh, no way. As always, I'm your host, Burge. I'm here with my yeah, okay-looking co-host, Joe Sure, Our producer, Kojak. And we have a special treat for you guys tonight. We're joined by Brandon Puma Silva of the Pro Football Radio Podcast, my old my old college college classmate. So we're looking forward to getting into it. How's it going? How's it going with you tonight, Joe? Uh, it's you. going all right. I mean, we're getting an absolute masterclass by Jason Tatum in Charlotte tonight. It's just my favorite thing to do is to watch Jason Tatum shit and on entire franchises. He walks into the building. He goes, yeah, give me the keys to this place. I'll own this bitch by the time I get out of here. It's my favorite version of Tatum. Yeah, he had, uh, 30, he had 30, 31, 9, and 4 in the first half. First player in the last uh, almost 30 years to have 39 and 4 in, in one half of basketball. Just an absolute absurd human being, absolute absurd basketball player. But football-wise, had some absolutely fucking wretched football this weekend and had some absolutely magnificent football this weekend. And hopefully we get some more uh, good football tonight. I need the Chiefs. I'm shouting out Patrick Mahomes. I love you. You're so handsome. I think that you and your wife make a more beautiful couple. I think you guys are bringing the nuclear family in, in the United States back. We need more strong father figures in the household nowadays. Uh, so we love you. We love you. Cover two and a half. We love you even more. Kojak, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, pal. I'm doing I, fucking I, I know you're feel, I know you feel the same way about Tatum as Joe, so we don't need to rehash that whole thing again. We can, bro, no, we we can, can rehash let's it. Let's get right into a basketball we, podcast now. Oh, my possibly. God. Right fucking oh, my God. All right, go ahead. Driving the paint with Burge. Love it. Oh, <laughs> love that. Oh, love man. that. Two sneaker stack with Burge. No. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, I hate, I hate, I hate both of you guys, man. I hate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get over to a guy I actually like here. That's that's Mr. Puma here. Fucking Puma, man. welcome to the pod. We're happy to have you on. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. It's great to Are be back Celtics with fan? you. Uh, you know, I'm a, like I love Ray Allen out of the big three. Like I'm not a big basketball oh. guy, but like Ray Allen. <laughs> that's why my he's dude. my dude, I love Ringo out of the Beatles. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, the like, drummer you, needs bro. respect, Joe. The drummer <laughs> needs respect. He keeps uh. the band on time. The drummer Dude, and the bass player the don't get third respect. Jo- like Chet Jonas, fucking yeah, I love Ray. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. Did the other anyone else in the big three have a movie? 
You know, no, actually, right. Kevin Garnett had uncut gems for a, uh, a cup of coffee. He wasn't Jesus Shuttlesworth. All right. Dude, the best is everybody was like, Kevin Garnett was so good in that. I'm like, yeah, because he played Kevin Garnett. He's the best yeah, right? person on earth that played Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, thanks uh, for coming no, up. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be with you guys. And uh, I loved I loved the last episode. And, and Joe, when you were cutting that promo about the pads, I, I almost lost control of my truck a few times. Um <laughs> You know, birds might not like to hear this. I agreed with you on most of the things, but uh, I'm used to the island life. I'm used you know, to the island life, baby. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing new for you, but uh, no, it's great to be with you, birds. Great to be back uh, podcast with you again. You know, cut your teeth with uh, with me on uh, the Pro Football Radio Pod, and love what you guys have been doing. So happy to be aboard for this. Awesome, uh, awesome. So. I do want to. I do want to just uh, start with you here, Puma. I, I want to get your background on, on your podcasting. What made you get into it? I'm just curious because you, you're kind of you're kind of the guy that helped me get into this this little hobby here. So yeah. I wanted to wanted to hear about it from you. Yeah. So uh, I moved down. Been a sports fan my whole life. You know, football and baseball have been like my uh, my go tos for when it comes to sports. And moved down to Connecticut. Met uh, my boy Jay, and we were just talking sports all the time. And He's an Ohio State fan and naturally had to piss him off and cheer for Michigan for anything. Um, <laughs> so this week is going to be a little interesting with him on the pod. But, you know, 20, 2018, 2019, we're just like, we, we talk enough crap. Like, you know, why don't we just give it a shot and do a podcast? And, you know, four or five plus years later, and here we are. We're just talking sports and doing some sports betting. And here we are. Help, yeah. help save help save the wife from having to listen to me complain all the time. Okay. Yeah, That's the best yeah. Thing <laughs> I don't end up in the doghouse every night, you know. Right. <laughs> um. So next question I got for you. It's pretty obvious to the to the three of us that are sitting here on video. But uh, I want I want to know about your favorite team and why why are the Miami Dolphins your favorite team here? Like why you grew you grew up up here in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Yes. Why why I did. Uh, two words, Ace Ventura. No you fucking know? way, dude. For real, like I was a that's, kid. That thought laces out, laces out, man. Einhorn, and like, here's the thing, like, you know, I was what, like six, seven years old. That movie came out. Like, clearly, though, I should not have been in a movie theater when that movie came out. With like <laughs> the dude that's like Einhorn that had like the readjustment <laughs> surgery that you know was happened oh before God. that became a thing, and like you know. Ever since then, like Dan Marino and Dolphins, like I was like, all right, he's got a fish. He plays for a quarterback where a fish is like the logo. Like, let's go. The Dolphins are awesome. And ever since then, been a Dolphins fan. And for 20 plus years, I've been debating on whether or not I should find the razor blades or not. This has been the happiest <laughs> I've been in like the last five years. Uh, has been the happiest I've been, you know, survived the, you know, Dante Culpepper cup of coffee, you know, um, Cleo, Cleo lemon. lemon let's go let's my go. god you know jay Fielder. Like for a touchdown to ruin the patriots a couple times yep. Worst, dude. yep oh my god what a time to be alive but uh yeah that's how i became a dolphins fan you know dan marino isotoners laces out ray finkel yes. old father winky <laughs> <laughs> You did. You did have a cup of coffee with with a division rival, though. If I, if you I know, remember right, I, I'm I've been driving the Josh Allen fan club bandwagon since he came out of college at Wyoming. I've been a Josh Allen fan since the beginning. Like we said off the air, I was I have not been like Kyle Brandt just jumping on board in 2020 because I saw for the first time somebody jumping through a table. Like 
no, nah, I've been I've been down with with Josh Allen. I've also been critical of Josh Allen when he's mm-hmm. done nonsensical things, which has happened a lot the last year and a half. It's been refreshing um, to see it. It's been refreshing to see it. You know, you can't say you can't say I just have the blinders on. No. <laughs> I I keep it hunted with everything. Joe, Joe, is there ever a scenario where you would jump on a bandwagon of a division rival because your team is subpar and you love a quarterback on the other team? Chiefs are up seven nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, right no, there, right there. No, <laughs> no uh, I. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Brandon. I don't know if you're like Burgess's age, but like, yeah. I'm especially with basketball. Like, I don't have a second team. I just have like players that I love watching. That's yeah. kind of how I am with football. I fucking love watching Mahomes play. I love watching Lamar Jackson play. I love watching Burrow play. I like watching DK Metcalf play. I remember watching the Arizona game where fucking he ran down Buda Baker and it looked like mm-hmm. fucking Terminator mm-hmm. kicking down the door in the preschool and shit. It was fucking unbelievable, dude. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I see where he's coming up with Josh Allen and like getting in on a player early. Shout out to my buddy Shiloh, dude. He called, he was like, like they had that. Remember when Baker Mayfield and uh, yeah, Shiloh, the Jets fan, shout out Shy. Um, no, no shout outs. They, they, they have, the, have to shout out, dude. It's the only reason I, I have this podcast is shout out the voice. <laughs> but um, remember when uh, Baker and, uh, and and Mahomes went off in college? They both had like 600 yards passing and 10 mm-hmm. touchdowns. After that guy, game, Shy is basically like, yeah, this is going to be the kid. The kid also had Paxton Lynch number one on his QB board. But he said that Mahomes is going to be like that guy, and he was a hundred percent right. So I love, I could see like you being with Josh Allen, like seeing him coming out of Wyoming and having like affinity for him. I could definitely identify with that. It's like maybe if my best team, my 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 number one team isn't doing well, shocker. Um, I kind of like start following like other players more than other teams. Would you ever root for that team ahead of your own? Directly in a game, no, but. Every team besides the Patriots needs to win when the Patriots lose is basically what the camp I'm in because I don't want the third pick. I don't want to ha- I don't want to trade out of the third pick because you can't get Drake May or Caleb Williams, even though I really don't want Caleb Williams or Mm-mm. Drake May anymore. I'm I'm totally out on the quarterback class. I want them to draft in the second round, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, no, I wouldn't uh, I, I find it hard to root for the Patriots, but I was still <laughs> I would still never root against them. Love it. Love it. So I think I think this is a good time we can start getting into the content we got for you guys today. And uh, a good segue here. I want to talk about the Dolphins. First off with Puma here. State of the Dolphins. How are you feeling about their their you know their potential to make a serious, serious run at the Super Bowl this year, Puma? I feel great. I mean, I've been banging the drum all offseason that the big acquisition, you know, yeah, it was Jalen Ramsey, but the big one was having Vic Fangio be the defensive coordinator for that team. And you know, you see what they have with Xavier Howard. Granted, he's getting up there in you know years, getting a little long in the tooth, but he's still Xavier Howard. You have Jalen Ramsey in there. We know what Vic Fangio wants to do on defense with the corners. You know, kind of bend but don't break and make life uncomfortable in the red zone. And we're starting to see that now. Like that defense is starting to get healthy. Ramsey's on the field. You know, we saw it against the Raiders. I, you know, I'm I'm loving where this team is. It's just the low hanging fruit is. You got to beat a team with a winning record. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, got a little interesting yesterday against the Raiders. I'm also saying that as a guy that had Dolphins minus 11 and a half. Um, but Ooh. in like real life football, like the turnovers got to stop. Like, 
Tua moving the chains was great, but if you're not going to have ball security, you know, you got bailed out because Aiden O'Connell couldn't really do anything and you held them to a field goal, but that's not going to work with the Chiefs. We saw that when they were in Germany. That's not going to work with the big boys and the Eagles and whatnot. So I'm happy where this team is. I think the defense is going to keep stepping up. Um, I think Tyreek Hill is going to get 2,000 receiving yards, like you said. I mean, we're getting pretty close there. And it's just you got to beat the teams with the winning records. You got to beat the big boys. Are you worried about the the injury for, for, for Hill? Nah, not really. I mean, he came injury. back in the game. <laughs> he came back in the game and, you know, this guy – Say what you want. I love Tyreek Hill on my offense right now. I think he's going to gut it out. I think he's going to try to prove everybody wrong. He's got that chip on his shoulder. I'm not that worried. He came back in the game. If he didn't come back in the game, you know, I would be starting to go to CVS and buying a lot of Tums and some paper bags to have that <laughs> for my Sunday routine. But I think we're good. Do you uh, – so I, I agree with that too. I don't – I think uh, Hill, obviously, off the field, we, we don't have to – we don't have to diverge on that one. But, like – He's a game. He, I, I agree. He's a gamer. He's always nicked up, but he always plays. He's, he, I feel like he's never a guy to make excuses on the off the field when he comes into a press conference. Always accountable. So kind of, I kind of fuck with him at like in between the lines, like professional wise. Like mm-hmm. obviously, like we said, you don't have to hash out anything that he's done off the field. But between the lines, he's a he's a consummate professional. So I do, I do get behind you on that one. The thing with uh, Dolph, the Dolphins is, I just don't know if they're multiple enough to win a Super Bowl. So I feel like the last couple of years, the the Super Bowl winners are the, and like the people who get to a Super Bowl kind of are very multiple. And I feel like the Chiefs are like a quint, like a great example this year. Like I don't like I've talked about it multiple times how they're kind of like not the quintessential score 40 on you every week. But um they can win they can win on defense. They can win running the ball. They can win Deacon and Duncan instead of going deep. But the one I do want to say about the Dolphins, I do I think this is a better win than a lot of other people. I think that the Raiders are playing hard, and I think at this point in the season, playing a team that's playing hard when you're kind of your eyes are obviously set on bigger like bigger goals. Like you see the Raiders, and you don't think like, oh, this is a big hump we have to get over. It's kind of like a a, a speed bump at this point, especially with yeah. the state of the franchise. So I think them playing hard. I think you could see that you see the defense was buzzing around out there. They were forced into a. They were kind of forced into it, and so it's some bad decisions. Um, I have some like overarching questions about the Dolphins. We can get to after this game because I think the Dolphins are like a really, really interesting and have really interesting story. And I think they have like a, a couple different um, teams that are currently Super Bowl contenders and Super Bowl favorites that they're kind of mold, molded after. And I want to see like what your take is on like which way they're gonna go. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins are a team that, that for me, I'm not a buyer in them. They remind me, I don't want to say they remind me as a carbon copy of, but like they remind me of that 2019 Patriots team that was rolling through the league against bad teams. And when the minute they had to start playing somebody who could actually play, you know, they, they couldn't hang. So they got to show, they really, I'll harp on that, got to win, got to beat a winning team thing here before I actually start to be a real believer as to what the Dolphins are doing. Obviously, they have that explosive offense. They have that ability to really, you know, open a game up offensively. It's just a matter if they're going to actually be able to hang with one of these, one of these real, real contenders like the Chiefs or, you know, somebody like that. Yeah. And like, you know, 
say what you want. Like the Jets are the Jets, but like that defense is elite. Like yeah. Black Friday is going to be a big test for this offense. Like mm-hmm. you know, Salah. I'm the in the camp of he's just a great defensive coordinator, but he's going to get this defense juiced up. And who knows? Like now that they've made that quarterback change to Tim Boyle, like I know Tim Boyle is Tim Boyle, but there might be a bump from the change and like the positive news mm-hmm. of oh my god, we don't have to play for or attempt to have a functioning offense with Zach Wilson anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's going to be the true test. Like this is going to be like the elite caliber defenses that you're going to run into in the playoffs. And if you, if they can keep a clean game, I don't even care if they don't like blow them out. If they win by you know three, I'll be happy. A win is a win at this point, especially with how convoluted the AFC is like, you can't drop any games at this point. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the black Friday game. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I think that'll be a good barometer for where both teams are at too. We kind of, we, I don't, I, I know you've listened a couple of times, but we always attack it. Like who's to say more about, I think this game on Sunday said more about the Raiders than it did the Dolphins to be yeah. honest. Cause I think they're, it shows that they're playing for their head coach. And I think mm-hmm. it just, we, we didn't learn anything about the Dolphins. No. And I think that's a, I think that's a good thing at this, like right now, you're pretty much only, especially if you're a good team like the Dolphins, or you have a good record by like the Dolphins. We're not learning anything good. You know what I mean? Right. At this, at this, this, at this time of the season, we're learning bad shit. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do this. You can't stop this. You can't stop that. You have a hole here. You have a hole there. You have an injury here, injury there. So like, I usually see it in that way. But uh, yeah, how do you, how do you see? So I see the, I see the Dolphins a lot. Like I see kind of like the Chiefs and the uh, the 49ers of a couple years ago, especially the Chiefs. The Chiefs were loaded on offense uh, with Alex Smith, and then they made like the transition to um, Patrick Mahomes. Even though Alex Smith was still serviceable quarterback, more than serviceable Pro Bowl quarterback, led to led them to uh, ten win seasons. I think they went eleven and zero to start one of those seasons. They came mm-hmm. into Foxborough and dropped forty on opening day one time. So, I was there. I, so. <laughs> Oh God, dude! I the was Kareem Hunt the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the Ravens? Remember the Ravens? Oh, 2010 win in Foxborough with mm-hmm. Ray. Ra- I was at that game, so same feeling, bro. Yeah, so you, you see that running back's number on the jersey running away from you as fast as he can. It's terrifying, especially as a young boy. I was. But <laughs> you, do you do? Would you rather keep loading up on offense? Like obviously they're drafting on offense. They drafted a chain, and I think you guys drafted a tight end as well. So they're mm-hmm. they're spending some draft capital on offense. So would. Would you rather soup up the defense? Obviously, they're signing people on defense. Would you rather keep going and souping up the defense and then maybe try to coax one of these, like maybe an Aaron Rodgers type? Not saying it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but maybe like an Aaron Rodgers type or maybe Joe Burrow asks out because he keeps getting hurt or maybe Lamar asks out because the Ravens never make it over the hump. Something like that. Would you rather them, them go in the draft, try to find somebody, try to find a retread, try to find a, a veteran to stick in over Tua to try to k- take them over the hump? Well, see, what's funny is, you know, Burge, you were there when I was ready to pack to his bags and ship him off and bring in Deshaun Watson and all of his baggage, literal and figural Mm -hmm. to to Miami. But like, here's the thing, like, Joe, I'm seeing I'm seeing like Tua from Alabama. Like, this is what, you know, we've been advertised. So I'm, I'm buying into Tua, I think. They're going to extend this dude in the offseason. They already they avoided the mistake that the Giants did and, and didn't, you know, they picked up his fifth-year option, contrary to what the Giants did, and they found themselves at a $40 million a year quarterback that's always hurt, uh, which the same could be made for Tua. Uh I'm o- I'm okay on the offensive side of the football. I really want to see shore up the defense a little bit because Xavier Howard, you know, he's still awesome, but he keeps getting like the soft tissue injuries. 
you know, Jalen Ramsey's great, but he's not going to be there for forever. And he's kind of been like the hired gun. You know, I want to see a little bit more on the defensive side. I definitely want to see more on the offensive line just because Teron Armstead's great, but I can count on one hand how many times he's actually played mm-hmm. over the last two years. And, you know, Austin Jackson never thought I would live to see this day where he went from like the human turnstile coming out of USC in the first round a couple of years ago to being kind of like the rock of Gibraltar on that offensive line right now. So, yeah, I guess for the offense, I would like to see more on the offensive line just to protect the investment. But I'm kind of, I'm actually I'm happy where two is. Yeah, as, as long right, as he stays healthy. Yeah, as long, as long as he stays healthy, and you know, if again, like you said, the offensive line, if they don't hold up and he gets hit like he did last year, it's all over, right? But it's fine. He's he's doing judo and Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Like he's learning how to fall and like. As comical as that sounds, like you see the little rolls that he's doing after getting like getting hit and getting pushed down. It's like you know, last year this would, been, it, th- this would have been like him getting carted off in an ambulance. You know, you hate to make fun of it, but like fencing, like you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So the little things, man. I never thought I would live to see the day. Like I'm happy for two attack on my lower. <laughs> well, he's. I feel like he's got a little bit. I don't. He's a really good point guard. Like you can. I kind of yes. put him in that category of quarterbacks. Really good point guard. Really good at getting it to the right player on time in the scheme of the offense. I think he's in the perfect situation, which is a, like a huge thing nowadays, especially with like the down quarterback play. Like two is a top ten guy, maybe even a top five guy this year. This year, you know what I mean? Talent wise, actually, physical talent wise, you can make an argument that he's not, but like oh, yeah. production wise, it's not. It's not even mm-hmm. close. But uh, I think he has a little bit more of the it factor than maybe Alex Smith or some of the guys that you could say that like are serviceable starters but could be supplanted by like the guy. You know what I mean? Um, I think he makes a couple plays every game against the Patriots, especially, but which I guess doesn't really say much. But like he makes a couple plays when you guys win games, when the when the Dolphins win games, where I'm like, okay, that was maybe a little bit outside of the scheme that McDaniel's has provided him. Um, yeah. So. I, I, I think it's an argument to be had that maybe, yeah, if there's like a Deshaun Watson or fucking Aaron Rodgers type, Tom Brady, when he went to the Bucks type, like there's an argument there. But I think that d- other than drafting a guy late in the first round or in the later rounds, like I don't think there you guys should be moving mountains whatsoever to like mm-hmm. be replacing Tua. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to move on to talk about the Dolphins opponent this coming Friday, Black Friday. We're going to talk about the New York Jets. And their game yesterday, we're recording on Monday the 20th, so yesterday the 19th, against the Buffalo Bills. If you guys tuned into us, our episode that released on uh, Friday last week, we were pretty – I was well, – I'll, I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for you, Joe, but I was all aboard the Jets bandwagon in this game. I thought the I was Jets, fucking horny for the Jets, Barry. Dude, okay, so we're in agreement here. Like, mm-hmm. that number that I had, I think it was plus seven or plus seven and a half. Seven yeah. and a half. Joe and I are on eight and a half. We were yeah. heavily invested in that Jets like, game last week. Eight last and a night. That money line sprinkle, and here I am at the end of the first quarter, trying to find like the the razor blades for my for my old school shaver. Like, ah, dude. Like, how much money do I have to put on that bills to hedge this bet? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm watching. I'm watching. Like, I only. I was only able, unfortunately, to watch like the first like. I don't know, 10 minutes of a game because I was, you know, going to a, a third birthday party for my son's friend. So I kind of was away from the TV for a long same kid? Of time. What? Same kid, third birthday party for the same kid. 
No, it's a third, a three-year-old birthday party for his friend. Third birthday party. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Tell me you don't. Tell me you don't have kids ever. without telling no. me. Jesus. Yeah. I haven't oh been to a birthday. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know I'm beyond saving. Leave me alone. Exactly. Yes, I do know that. But I was watching it, and of course, the opening kickoff I saw, the fumble by Xavier Gibson. But the Jets' defense held. They did a perfect job. They, they, they set the Bills backwards. Held them to a field goal. It's 3 nothing. Okay, you're good. Your defense clearly is going to show up today. And they they did for a better portion of the, at least the early part of this game before it got out of hand late. I think at one point it was 9 nothing. So that, that tells you that the Jets are holding, holding the Bills to field goals. And then Zach Wilson decides to show up. Dude, I... We, I said this before we, we we started really recording tonight, but like Julian from Big Daddy, that meme where he's talking about the goddamn Jets is how I feel right now. All right, we'll get into it when we start talking about our picks from last week. I had a very bad week. This was supposed to be my savior. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was far from that. And it's because of the goddamn Jets. It's the last time I ever backed that story franchise. I'm so I'm so over it. I and Puma no, Puma knows my my hatred for Buffalo just as well as you two do. Okay. He knows that I absolutely hate that city and seeing them actually be able to run away with a game like this really pissed me off. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Joe, I'll start with you, but like this game, this game irked, irked me when I, as I'm sitting there bowling with my three-year-old, making sure he doesn't throw the ball down the wrong lane, checking my <laughs> phone at the box score. I'm like, I'm trying to chase my kid and I'm seeing this and my blood just starts boiling. I'm just like, come on. What did you feel? How did you feel about it? I thought that Buffalo, first of all, I thought Buffalo was a town, not a city, but thinking about it, it's definitely a city. Um, Unfortunately, I've been there too yeah. many times. We it's might a, it's not there. a fun city. Town their ass, dude. We're not going to clown their ass. We're going to fucking town their ass. I'm not even a fucking, it's not even a sports city in America. It's a sports town in America. Bingo. But, um, yeah, I think this is once again another game that tells more about the 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 Jets than the than the Bills. This game tells more tells me more about the team that lost than the team that won. The Jets tried hard for like 15 minutes and then went home. Um, there was a couple. There was a couple. There was the there was a run up the sideline by the by the Buffalo's running back and one of the one of the Jets defenders took the worst angle I've ever seen in professional sports. Like we'll include tracking baseballs in the outfield and, and fucking MLB. This this was this was the worst angle I've seen taken in sports. And then he one-handed tapped him on the back instead of like diving at his legs or like trying to like do fucking anything to make sure this guy doesn't score a fucking touchdown. So you can kind of see these like little bits and pieces of like teams giving the fuck up, which kind of sucks, dude, because the Jets are the Jets the, the team itself is good. Just everything just doesn't fucking work. It's like they have like a Ferrari car and they put like fucking regular gas in it. And they're like, why am I backfiring at late in like third gear, 80 miles an hour? You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I feel like I feel, I, I feel like they're a quarterback away. It doesn't feel like it's Aaron Rodgers to me for some reason, based on like how banged up their offensive line is and kind of how in shambles the whole like uh, Nathaniel Hackett experiment is like at OC. But um. Yeah, I, I, like I said, it says way more about the Jets. Like the Bills are the Bills, bro. I'm, I'm glad they started to run the ball. Maybe Josh Allen will actually like keep the ball in his, keep it in his pants for a couple more games and not, and not turn the ball over. But like, it, it just, it, I just feel so like 
I wanted the Jets to be fucking good. You know what I mean? Like, if the Pats are going to suck, why not have something cool happen? Like, fucking Haley's Comet fucking crash into Earth and the Jets be good. So, like, I That's just... That's the Detroit Lions this year. That's the Haley's yeah, Comet. Yeah, but, like, dude, dude, the Lions are cool and, they're, like, they're fun and they have a good passing game and they're, like, they're, like, a fun, like, little sports car. Dude, the Jets could have been, like, a fucking tank, bro. Dude, that defense is nasty, dude. They would have had a legitimate fucking Pro Bowl wide receiver and a legitimate all-pro fucking uh, quarterback. with like, running back. Uh, Don't forget the running back. Two running – they had Cook and Hall, dude. They, that team would have been – that team is fucking loaded. And then through injuries and fucking complete mismanagement of the quarterback position, it's just – it's just a fucking dumpster fire. It's crazy how it always ends up in the same spot, dude. They go, they go sell their soul for fucking Aaron Rodgers, comes out of the hut. He's like, I want to play for the fucking Jets. And they still <laughs> fuck it up, dude. It just doesn't make sense. They got they got they got fucking football Jesus. Football, well, I guess football Benedict Arnold now, but like like just dropped into their fucking lap and they still can't do anything with it. It's crazy. Dude, dude, Puma, did you see the uh the barstool guys? reacting to Aaron Rodgers' injury at the beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, I I did and it, it, I was torn because I kind of called it in the off season. I was like we are one missed block away from an absolute disaster of a season. Did I think it was going to happen four plays in? <laughs> Absolutely not, but like that is the most Jetsonian thing that could happen is on the fourth play of the season he blows his Achilles out. But, you know, every like Everyone acts surprised, like, oh, like, how could this happen to the Jets? <laughs> like, they never fixed the offensive line. Like, you could never put faith in Mekhi Becton. And Elijah Vera Tucker was coming back from an injury. He blew his knee out in Denver last year. Like, they never addressed the – they were more concerned about filling Rodgers' wish list of bringing in old-ass Cobb and Allen Stonehands Lazard and, you know – Nathan, uh, Nathaniel coattails Hackett, like all <laughs> like they, they were trying to appease the guy, but you know, God forbid something happens and we saw what happened. Like your, your break glass in case of emergency guy was Zach Wilson. And he couldn't even do anything with, you know, Matt LaFleur's brother last year as offensive coordinator. Like this Hackett offense is God awful. It's a hack job. And <laughs> I don't want to put it all on like, yeah, Wilson deserves a lot of the blame, but you know, Garrett Wilson kind of has had like a fumble issue, you know, Brees, like how they're, how they were managing like the running back position too. like Brees Hall is your clear stud. I get it. He was coming back from the knee surgery, but like, we now know why Dalvin cook sat in free agency for a while. Like I think his best years are clearly behind him. I don't think Minnesota is really regretting, you know, missing him that much considering how like the second running back did last night compared to Alexander Madison with the fumbles. But like, this is the most Jetsonian thing that could happen. The defense is great. The quarterback position is god-awful. Sala, like we said at the top, like, I think Sala and Joe Douglas are going to get a pass this year because of what happened at the beginning. But, I mean, if they don't take a quarterback in the draft this year and you're going you're gonna to roll out there with Zach Wilson, you're going to talk yourselves into taking a fifth-year option with him. So now Ooh. he sit, so now he can sit behind Aaron Rodgers and actually get the learning experience. Like y- you should be fired on the spot. Like if I'm the Johnson and Johnson family, like I'm, I'm taking a line of my own vaccine and then going to do like Tony Montana style. And then I'm just going <laughs> to fire everybody on the spot and I'll bring in like, 
you know, I'll start trying to poach people. I'll take the offensive coordinator from Detroit. I'll try to get the offensive coordinator out of, out of Houston. Like, you know, you got to get somebody else because good God it's it's an unmitigated disaster in New York right now. And living in Connecticut, like listening to New York sports radio has been a I was like, you get WFA. Oh, oh, I get the fan dude. I get the fan and it is like, are you guys dialing like eight 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 like the, like the <laughs> prevention line? Because like, good God, I don't want to be alive. Pretty much. I want. I want to ask both of you how much. How much of this blame do you put on Woody Johnson for 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 forcing Salah for forcing Salah to no. continue to play him? I I buy into that narrative. This guy dude, was a no. second overall pick, dude, two years ago or what? Two years ago. All right, he's your backup. I, I I think that there's there's some merit to that. That I think that ownership has to get I think ownership has to get a piece of the, the blame pie. Like I I'm not saying I mean, overall, yeah, 25. but does Pat Wilson know? Like, dude, it's like he sucks, bro. But it's like how much better is how much better is Tim Boyle really? Dude, the bar is so low. Like the like I was <laughs> I was DMing Burge. I was telling him like there is no way Trevor Simeon or Tim Boyle can be mm-hmm. any worse than what this is. Because this is this is garbage, and this is what Aaron Rodgers maybe he's taking a, a a little hit, a little shot of the ayahuasca before he goes on Pat McAfee's <laughs> show, being like, "Hey, I'm gonna come back. Like you're gonna come back and you get broken in half. Like I don't I don't know why you would do this." I I think he's I think he is uh, more personally motivated by anything more than uh, oh yeah more than like coming back for the team or anything. I think he oh, wants yeah. to prove he is he is the I NFL got, embodiment. I if I took that. it personally. I gotta talk about. I gotta talk about this bet. Is there? All right. First of all, let's talk about me weaseling my way out of it. Let's just no, 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 no. We're starting. We're starting to talk about me weaseling my way out of it. What if? What if? How concrete of evidence do we have to have that he is fucking didn't fully tear his ACL? Listen to me. How concrete? Listen to me. This is this is it. If he comes in and he throws a pass in the regular season, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're do- that was the bet. That was the bet. Right. I mean, considering how like your Pat season's gone, like ayahuasca might be like a good release. I know. Of I know. Honestly, you can say honestly, that. I, I, my, the pendulum swings so heavily. Like sometimes when I'm in, a, like when I'm in a good mood, I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm gonna go in that thing. It's gonna be like a positive experience. Might get a spirit animal out of it. Like we, there's a lot of things that like. But if I come out of there and I want to play for the Jets, I'm gonna be pissed. Because <laughs> no, no, we heard about going into ayahuasca. You want to play for the fucking Jets, Joe? What's gonna so happen? If I come out a Jets fan, just put me down. Just no, it's going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be worse for you. You're going to come out of that hut after seeing a vision of uh, Bill Belichick, like, the next morning, like, in the the ring doorbell, like, topless and stuff, trying <laughs> oh, to leave yeah. the Biddy's house. That is <laughs> what's going to be your image. You're going to have, like, the thousand-yard stare, <laughs> being like, this was one big lie. Scary, man. <laughs> Hey, that's, no, that's what I'm going to see in there is the Jets winning the fucking Super Bowl when Aaron <laughs> Rodgers comes back. He leads him to a 9 and 8 fucking record. And then I have to watch the Super Bowl through like somebody else's brain in the drug hut because I'm so fucking out of my mind. It was so. I'm going to oh, weasel out of that. I might, I might have to make a call. Kojak, 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 you got Zero chance. Yeah, exactly. I have Zero the Johnson chance. Johnson vaccine, so I don't, I don't know if fuck. I get any deference. I don't know if I could call the Woody Johnson, the Johnson family, like, hey, I didn't fucking die from this. Like, I need a little bit of help here. All right, buddy? I will, I will, I will, I will make the Travis Scott Pfizer commercial 
for the Johnson family for free if they keep that man off the field. Travis Scott? Just, uh, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. There you go. Same difference. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He's just like, uh, oh, never mind. I can make too many jokes about the – yeah. Anyway. Yep. All right. There's a lot of jokes there. Yeah. Um, yes, there is. Yeah. Um, let's 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 but, move yeah, on. Let's move the on. The Jets let's, fucking suck, bro. We're gonna move on to another suck bag AFC East team. Patriots. Just kidding. You That's got the it. only one left. You got it. You yeah, got you didn't it. lose on the bye week. You got it. We got. Oh, we definitely lost on the bye week. We got yeah, we, up on the. Bye we're about week. to go into week twelve. You guys about to have a quarterback competition? What's uh, the worst <laughs> that could happen? At this. Point, oh man. Uh, the competition is not one you want to have. It's there. Uh, there's a there's a Shane Gillis uh, uh, bit about the 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 racing of these two these kinds of teams, and you don't want to be that. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to be cheering too hard. You don't want to be yeah. cheering too hard. The Pats are so fucking bad. Fair enough. My it's bad, like, Burge. I I took you off the rails. <laughs> Puma. <to> you. <laughs> Puma. I want your thoughts. I, we we already know where Joe yeah, and I stand unbiased. about everything. We we know. Well, no, that there's bias there. Don't don't let that. He, this is a dude that grew up in Patriots country, a Dolphins fan. All right, just remember there that. There's bias there. there. There's bias. Oh, he's there. a little scorned. He's a scorned lover. Yes, but Puma, mm. I want your honest honest opinion here about the state of our Patriots. All our listeners that tune into this podcast know where Joe and I stand on this because we've we've talked about it extensively. Over essentially since we started this podcast, because we started it a month into the season. All right. It's been basically just us complaining. And the disclaimer here, isn't it funny, Puma, when I joined your podcast, what the state of the Patriots was at that point? Yep. And what the state of the Patriot is when I decided to start a podcast. Yep. I have horrible timing. Yes, you do. I couldn't I couldn't have started this a, a, a decade ago when we're going through our high life. I gotta come on here and just be miserable. I gotta we be miserable. A decade ago, we'd be millionaires right now. We would be millionaires. Yeah, no. We'd be like, let's go, you know, all through Deflate Gate and all that bullshit. Yep. Like, we would have been millionaires. But I am a fan in misery right now. Does not happen very often for Patriots fans over the last two decades. Joe and Kojak are too young to actually remember when the Patriots actually were like half like good or bad. They're they're like babies. They may be taller than me, but they're babies. All right. Puma, yes. The floor is yours. How do you feel about the New England Patriots, your division rival? As a guy that grew up in the same time period as you, and you know was you know old enough to remember the Ben Coates years towards the end, and you know the one magical run they had in the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers. Like, I mean, these are these are pretty dark days. Like, I haven't seen these in a long time. But I mean, honestly, I think you have to you have to start tearing it down like, you know, and this isn't just all right, we're going to take like Bill out of the kitchen and we're, we'll get a general manager in like this is we're cleaning house like the kids are gone like, you know, maybe you can talk Gerard Mayo like if Gerard Mayo is actually going to be the guy to be the next head coach then you better like he better embrace offense like it better it has to be one of those deals of you know i'm going to be a hardo on defense we're going to be you know top 5 it's going to be the the return of greatness for the new england patriots on the defensive side of the football but you have to embrace offense like you know bill o'brien yeah upgrade compared to tweedledee and tweedledum last year but like you have to embrace the offensive side of the football personally i think at this point like O'Brien's got to go, the kids, Bill. And if the big fear is, oh, he's going to like break the record somewhere else, like 
who cares? Who cares? Like, you. you know, we know what Bill is without Brady at this point. Like, you have he hasn't done anything in the last couple of years since he's left. They had that one playoff appearance, and then they got their teeth kicked in by Buffalo on the road. Hang the banner. Hang the banner. But, you know, at this point, there's just – there's some pieces here on defense like Judon granted. He was like the one good hired gun that came out of that last free agent class where bill spent like a drunken sailor, but you know, you have Judon, you know, you have Gonzo uh, Christian Gonzalez. I think he was out of Oregon state last year in the draft. I, I don't know how he fell that far in the, in the first round because I was, I was amazed Washington passed up on him. I bet, I bet the commies would really love to have him in that secondary right now, but <laughs> Instead of that you, know, you have, when he gets beat. yeah, exactly. But like you have pieces on the defensive side of the football, but like the offense has like been neglected. And when Juju Smith Schuster is like your big, like free agent acquisition and Devonte Parker, who I was about to pack, I was about to pack his bags for you, Birch, when everyone was saying like, Oh, chestnut checkers. Like, yeah, take the guy that had, the breakout season five years into his career with with uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick that always has the soft tissue injuries. I'll pack the bags right now for you, but I think it's it's overhaul time. Like the, it's the, the, we're approaching the territory of being the Jerry Joe, like the Dallas Cowboys. Like we're gonna live in the past and and all this stuff. Like we need you need to reboot it. And as hard as it is, like you got to rip the bandaid off. So. You you know you know where I sit on it. Joe knows mm-hmm. very well where I sit on it. We've had we've had some fun fun Twitter conversations back and forth with each other. I I I want to keep Bill, but I have asterisks and I have conditions aside to that. All right. Now, if he wants to refuse these, if he wants to be that guy that's going to be like, no, I'm not taking a reduced role or whatever, get out. But I want him sticking around as my head coach. The devil I know versus the devil I don't. In the NFL, with the way that these teams fire head coaches year in and year out too early, I don't want to fall into that trap of trying to find a head coach while trying to find a quarterback, while trying to build a team. I don't want that. Now, if Bill's not going to keep his hands completely out of the offensive side of the ball, they're going to hire an offensive coordinator that's going to be basically answered to no one but the owner. And be that kind of guy that's going to build, come in a modern mind, a modern mind that's going to build that offense. Great. I want Bill as my as my CEO type head coach. Still, I want him to have his hand in the defense, and I want to see where it goes from there. And part of it you can argue is bias, and I I'll, I'll even say it right now for you, Joe. It's legacy. I want to see him end his career here, the same way I, I wanted to see Brady end his career here. Whether or not the team went 0-16 or not with Tom Brady as a 48-year-old quarterback wouldn't have mattered to me. But if Bill Belichick is not willing to accept a term like that, the terms like that with a new GM that has that picks the groceries and does all that, he doesn't want to doesn't want to do that. I want him gone, but I don't want Mayo. I want them cleaning house. I want a complete reset, no ties to what the previous regime was. I want somebody brand new to come in there and just change the slate, even if that means sucking for four, another four years. I don't care. But I want something to come in and completely sever ties with what existed for the last 20-plus years. That's me. I just don't – there's no 
there, uh, I'm trying not to get it. Like, I'm trying. Brace like, yourself. Like, like, but like, right, let's go. Let's so go. We both agree. So we both let's agree that it was it was time. It was it, that the Brady shit came to an end, right? We all it was time. It was time. Why? What's different now? We're two and eight. We weren't even bad back then. It was time for the marriage to end. Well, between the quarterback fucking, and the coach. Well, between the quarterback no, and the coach. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. I would rather have Tom. I would rather have Tom still. I would rather have Tom still. You'd it's, rather it's, have Tom right so, now. You'd rather have so, him right. Yes, because that means we wouldn't have Bill, which would be a net positive. No. 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 I don't I buy it. I'm not buying into I'm it. I'm not sweating today. I'm not. I don't have time for a shower. I got to jump right in bed after this. Here's the thing, though. Like, embrace the tank at this point. Are you really? Oh, do you really want like Bill Belichick? Well, two things. One, do you really want Bill Belichick to try to mold a quarterback that they're going to take in the first no. round? Because we saw how that went last time. No. And two, you're Bill Belichick. You've had this this insane amount of control essentially since Scott Pioli left. Why would you give that back? Like, there's and and, and accept that. If that no. is what old man Bob Kraft wants to do, which, which by the way, like I also thought it was kind of interesting a couple of weeks ago when the report came out that Bill Belichick signed like this massive contract extension in the offseason. Like I think that came from Bill's camp it as did. a way, as a way to tell Bob, like hey, I'm call, call my bluff. Are you actually going to fire me because you're paying me all this money right now? And if but you know, at some point, Bob has been a successful businessman. You know, you guys have talked about this in the past. You have to realize when an investment's bad to just cut bait instead of trying to keep funding nothing. There's just there's nothing there. And like he's not funding shit right now, though. And like, what are you what mm-hmm. are you selling the fan base at this point? You have a documentary Chicken coming out on Apple bun. TV about looking in the past again. Like you had another Tom Brady like re- retirement ceremony 2.0 for, for some reason uh, this year. Like you keep trying to live in the past. Like it's it, the NFL, the, the acronym isn't just the national football league. It's the not for long league. Like you have to start winning and you have to start putting a winning product on there. And, you know, I mean, Don Shula got fired for less and that somehow like, unless Bill Belichick has some like incriminating photos of, of, uh, of, you know, Bob Kraft at somebody's, you know, party or something like that with, with, uh, with some, you know, high-end lady i don't, I don't know what else is there jonathan like it's time for we need john we need more jonathan and i think I was, the, the the fucking them acquiring that stupid fucking soccer team is this dumbest shit fucking ever because now jonathan doesn't have any band he's the the how it works is jonathan fully runs the revolution with a budget from fucking robert and fucking uh bill runs the football team with a budget from robert and robert is the ceo of the whole fucking thing mm-hmm. he makes all the fucking decisions and when he sees shit can go sideways like the fucking offense he comes in and he makes a fucking he, he, he puts his hand on the scale just like a quarterback competition between cam newton and mac jones comes in he puts his fucking hand on the scale he's like all right bill let's play the fucking kid so i, I they're we talked about it with the Jets. Does does the Johnson family have like a little bit of culpability in 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 the state of the goddamn Jets? Dude, Kraft has culpability mm-hmm. in many levels of mm-hmm. the of this franchise right now. Dude, the coaching staff, the the continuous 
bleed of talent from the coaching staff and the roster and the complete mismanagement of letting the best North American sports athlete of all time leave your franchise. No compensation, no contingency plan. And now you 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 got scorned so hard about pushing the greatest North American sports athlete of all time out the door too soon. Now you're averse to making a, a change on the best North American sports coach of all time because you don't want to get bit in the ass twice. So instead of trying to make sure that the same thing doesn't happen again, the same thing's going to happen again. You're just going to look like a jackass just through different means. I'm glad you brought up the kid, Jonathan Kraft, because I've been saying this too. Like if anyone's at this point, if anybody is going to get through to the old band, it's going to be the kid. It's going to be John. Like at some point he's going to have to tell dad. Who's like, another dad. smart, prudent businessman. Who should dad, be the dream during the day to day. The dream is dead, dad. Like, you know, we're going to have, over. you're going over. to have a statue in front of that brand new lighthouse of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Like you're going to have that moment in the near future at this point. Like at this point, like you have to hit reset and you, you know, getting an offensive, an open-minded offensive coordinator. If you have a defensive person as a head coach, which I don't think is going to happen. I think they're going to go on the offensive side of the football if they actually pivot at, at this point, I would rather have faith in them trying to get new blood in the system with the new head, with the new quarterback that they're going to be taking in the draft at this point. Cause what's the incentive to, to keep winning? Like at this point, just embrace the tank, get your guy in the draft, take another shot at it. But you have to inject something in this franchise because it's been kind of dying on the vine ever since, ever since Tom left. Like let's be there honest. needs to be a youth movement somewhere in ownership. Mm -hmm coaching or on the team um, there I'm, needs I'm, to be maybe at all three levels i'm glad you guys brought up robert because i think that he needs he's to gotten off scot-free he's gotten off completely scot-free and all this bill is falling on the sword for robert right now is what he's doing and in, at least in terms of the pr and in, in, you know, not on purpose relations. though i don't think no maybe not maybe mm -hmm. not but he's falling on the sword for him he's falling on the sword for him robert in terms of the cash spending and everything that goes on with this team that goes that goes back to the owner and he, he's getting off completely scot-free. He needs to absorb his portion of the blame here. And I couldn't agree with you guys more that I think it's time that they need to move on to Jonathan running the show. And if they're going to fire Bill and move on to the next head coach, I don't want Robert involved in that search. I want Jonathan making that decision. Maybe, maybe not, maybe involved, but not making the final decision, like you said. Yeah. I want, I want Jonathan being the one that's going to decide, hey, this is the guy that I want to be my guy for the next five years. Because let's be honest, Robert is old. He is in his 80s. Five years, he may not be here. And it may sound morbid for me to say that, but like he is older. And he he does love his alcoholic beverages. Let's not let's let's be real. Oh, what are you talking about? He was like, sober as a judge in all those Super Bowls. What are you talking about? He was stone cold sober in Germany at nine o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Have exactly. you ever had a nice hot dog? <laughs> oh my! God. All right. Well, well, let me let me let me pivot to a question for for you guys real quick like i know burge like you're gonna be in the foxhole of all right we're gonna ride bill until he goes to retirement home or has a stroke on the sideline but like for shits and giggles like let's assume the end of the end of the season they get the the speech out hey we mutually agreed to part ways maybe washington 
trades for him, whatever. But the point being, you guys are going to be getting a new head coach. Is there anybody that you guys like, like in the market? Like, would you like them banging down the door for this person to come in, into Foxborough and try to be the savior? I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, I want be enemy, but not in the Boston media because they will dig up every bone in his past and it won't be good. So I don't think that's a good, I don't, I think the PR move isn't worth the improvement there. I like the OC from the Houston Texans. Uh, I would like them to maybe, I know going into the college ranks doesn't really work as often as it used to, but I like Ryan day at uh, UC uh, at uh, Ohio state. And to be honest, dude, like, if you gave Mayo the keys, the only way I would do that was you got to gut the staff and you got to let him bring, you got to let him bring everybody back. You'd be like, okay, look at the staff right now. You can fire whoever the fuck you want. The Belichicks are automatically gone. Everybody who's like a hard, fast Belichick guy, they're automatically gone. Let's fill this out the right way. And they go get a new president of football ops. They get a new GM. They get it. And they let Mayo bring in his own offensive and defensive coordinator. Even if that is keeping Bill O'Brien and bringing in a new DC, like why not go get B flow off of the, off of the Steelers staff, dude. I love the defense under B flow. I love, I love how the fucking dolphins played under B flow. So like, if you can put it together where you have a couple really young defensive minds in Mayo and, and B flow, and then you have like a stalwart or more like a seasoned OC guy who can be a more of like a manager of the offense reporting to the head coach kind of like bill o'brien but i would be okay if they if they went super young and they just went and go got like get went and got like a young assistant just gave him the keys like he's mcdaniels in 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 in, in miami like i would be completely okay with that i you kind of just have to let you kind of they they did it once with bill and, and and brady let's see if they can do it again and find the next guy like they're gonna they're gonna have to See, I'm in the camp of hard no on Mayo if Bill's gone. If you're firing Bill, I want a sever. I want completely sever. Don't bring in anybody associated with Bill. Don't bring in Brian Flores. Don't bring in anybody. Bill O'Brien, see you later. Clean break. Ben Johnson's the guy that, mm-hmm. that's a name up in Detroit. That would be a guy that I would be intrigued by. But again, I see I'm I'm I'll Hammer it again. I'm a guy that's the devil you know is or the devil you know versus the devil you don't. The devil you, you know, know is two and eight, Burge. Two and eight. Two and eight. He's two and eight. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. You bring in somebody else, the devil you don't know is gonna be one and nine, oh and ten. There you go. What? The, the percentage, right. the percentage it's, chance, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that that would that that would happen is so much. You there's a better chance that you're three and seven or better than there is that you're fucking worse than you are right now. Well, okay, I'll give you that, but like at the same time, I know what I have. I know what Bill can do when he has talent on the field in front of him. I know what he can do. It's there. He obviously can't identify talent in the draft. He obviously can't honest, do that. It would be a he great obviously story. Can't. If they... He took the Keel Harry over DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. All right. Like, he clearly can't do it. We can Bring in somebody him. else. Bring in somebody else to help him. If That's he doesn't want to accept it, fine. 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 Get rid of him. But, like, That's... Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, if you want my you want my honest answer, offensive mind, young mind, Ben Johnson, I'm out on Gerard Mayo. Out on Gerard Mayo. Go ahead. There you go. I... Go ahead. 
Somebody was I, trying to talk over me there. Go ahead. I was gonna say, at no, the risk was... of at the risk of pouring gasoline on this bonfire. I know you want to pivot real quick, but Let's Let's was go. it was it really Belichick that got a lot out of this off out of this team, or was it Tom Brady with the office? Because we know what Bill Belichick's drafted. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Go ahead, Joe. You first. <laughs> you first. Let's go. Well, I, I mean, mean it's, quite, it's quite obvious that it was more Tom Brady than Bill Belichick. Yep. <laughs> The pendulum, how far it's swung into the Brady camp, is a little ridiculous. There's no way Brady wins six Super Bowls here, yeah. this six Super Bowls with any franchise without having Belichick. I think the structure that he brought and the day-to-day uh, attention to detail allowed them to be consistently dominant for 20 years. That is where Bill comes into play. But actually taking the team over the top to where you have to make intricate, skilled plays to win in games where the guys are flying at a thousand miles an hour, you don't you don't get to or win the 2018 Super Bowl without Tom Brady. You don't get to or win the Super Bowl in 2016 without Tom Brady. There is no fucking way you get to or win the Super Bowl in 2000 uh, 2014 without Tom Brady. 2001, no way you get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. And in 2000, uh, 2003 and four, you could say that's a wagon, but you still have Tom Brady losing or or in a close game with the ball in his hands with a t- chance to win the game at the end. So I think that neither has the success without the other, which is fucking obvious. But like 51% or 90%, I really don't want to argue. It's 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 more Brady than Belichick. And it's not, it's not quite, it's not close at all. Every every great coach has had a great quarterback. All right. Who's the fucking right. coach for the Redskins who won three quarter uh three Super Bowls? Okay. You wanna you wanna bring out the one outlier? Fine. Bring up the oh, one outlier, God. Joe Gibbs. I Joe did. Gibbs, I can remember his name. Joe Gibbs. What have I done? All right. <laughs> Those first three titles were Bills. That defense was among the best in the league. And I'll even argue that 03 or 04 team had one of the best defenses of all time. Oh, that 04 team is the best football team to ever play. Thank you. All around? Are you kidding right. me? Yeah, no. So those first three were built. Those are the-, the last three, the, 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 the uh, 14, 16, and 18, I put more on Brady. But I'm going to say this right now. That last Super Bowl that they won, was one on their defense, not on their offense. They was one Super by their Bowl defense. game, yes, but you're, you the whole season. 48 arrow the whole season. overtime. The whole season. Yeah, you want to argue one game? Fine. That was a that was a master class. That entire that was one of the best games I've ever watched. Didn't they drop like 35 on the Chargers the week? But let's be honest. Too? But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Watching that team that year, nobody ever thought that team had a chance to win the Super Bowl. You're right. Tom Brady Nobody ever did. Away, not making it to the sidelines. Steelers game. There was some bad, game. bad football in that Josh game. Gordon, smoking meth. And they decided Josh to. Gordon, sh- man, we want to talk about what a waste. They decided yeah. to show up in the in the playoffs that year. Yeah, I'll give credit. I'll give credit to Brady for that, for actually showing up and actually going in the Arrowhead and winning the way that they did. It was an offensive shootout and winning. Who, won, who is one? Who is one at a higher level without the other? Oh man! Uh, see, you're opening up a can of worms with that. Co- you're opening up a can of worms with that. Co- five hour podcast. You're gonna say you went later. to a loaded. You have a five hour podcast. You're saying you went to yes. a loaded Tampa Bay. Yes, team. they were a quarterback away. He doesn't even away. get to pick the players. Bill gets to pick the players, and he they sucks were a quarterback at quarterback away. 
Nobody's doing, and the I'm Patriots even, are an everything away because of how bad Bill is at his job. Like bruh, it's just bruh, it's so obvious now, bruh, dude. Bruh. You can't even dude, you replace Tom Brady with Kim. Arguing against nine. yourself. Like, here. Dude, Tom Brady goes to a plug and play team where he tells Bruce Arians to shut the fuck up and go drink a margarita and they win a Super Bowl. Like And that's why it fell apart at the end. That's dude, they still, the dude. If you take out the first season of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, the next two seasons are still more successful than the last two seasons in New England because of the talent on the field. No one's gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Bill Belichick is an elite GM. But G- Bill's also the GM version. I'm not gonna say he is responsible for that. Right? You gonna, you gonna let me talk? You gonna no. let me talk? No, because oh, you're gonna try to prove me wrong. Which I don't. What want. have I done? My All bad. Right. My bad. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm getting yelled at by the way for yelling too much right now. All right, I gotta move on. I gotta move on. We can we can we can hammer this again. Puma, we'll have you back on. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have me blow a gasket. You're gonna see smoke coming out of my ears. All right. Yeah, I see the, all I see right. The blood all right. <laughs> it's about to. It's about to pop out of my head. All right. I I want to move on to another another team here before we we, we you know we're we're, we're we're gonna go late today. I think I think it's gonna be a long one. But we were like tight episode. We gotta do shit. <laughs> yeah. Brandon's Frag like, out. Hey, what about the Patriots? And me and Burge have been angry beavering each other. No, since you're gonna then. you're gonna be happy about this next conversation. I think we both are, but we're gonna talk about the one of the Patriots South teams of the past, and that is the Houston Texans with Nick Casario as their GM. How about them this year? I think we we can finally get to a place where we're gonna agree a little bit here about what the Houston Texans are doing and CJ Stroud. Knocking on the door of the MVP conversation, I might add. I mean, he may not be there yet, but he's knocking on that door. They win again. We They win again. If you've listened to us in the past, in the past episodes, we are big CJ Stroud fans. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Another one. Let's go. All right. They win again. They're firmly in the playoff hunt in the, in the sixth seed right now. What do you think? What do you think, Puma? I'll, I'll start with you on this one. What do you What do you think about the Houston Texans? Where do you think they're going to go? We're finally seeing an Ohio State quarterback make it yeah. in the league. For real, what do you think? I mean, I I think they he's really bucked the trend. And you know, the the Jay, the co-host of the the pod, I'm on the Pro Football Radio one. Um, you know, he was he's been saying the same thing too, Burge. It's like, where was this in Ohio State? Like the scrambling, you know, the processing, you know, the the kind of knock out of. CJ uh, Stroud was he seemed like he was just like a one read type of guy and then if it wasn't there then everything just kind of collapsed and you know we saw that in the big games he never rose to the big moment like the Michigan games but last year in the playoff against Georgia granted they lost but they hung tight that whole time and we're starting to see the CJ Stroud from that Georgia game translate to the NFL and he's playing behind an offensive line that's much worse uh, in Houston compared to what they had in Ohio State and he's been balling out he's been fantastic you know, a lot of people were high on the Jags, me being one of them. I was high on the Jaguars too, but you know, the AFC South is really, it's there for the taking. Like this is a big matchup coming up this weekend between the Texans and, and the Jags. And I, I'm all for the CJ, uh, the CJ Stroud hype train. Tank Dell is an absolute beast. Like he's kind of this year's, you know, Amon Rossing Brown coming out of the draft with that massive chip on his shoulder. And, I mean, look at that. Devin Singletary is actually able to run the football when you give him the football to run with. And they wondered why he wasn't doing that in Buffalo. I I don't know. Like, look at what (laughs) happens when you give the guy a football. Good things happen. And they're playing their ass off for D'Amico Ryans. And I'm glad, like, D'Amico's doing fantastic. 
you know, maybe this will translate. It's another guy that's from the uh, the Shanahan tree. It's, it looks like everything's, you know, translating for him compared to what Sala has kind of, you know, been a letdown in New York. But I love this Texas team. I'm, I'm all for it. Do I think he's going to win MVP? Like, I'm not too sure. He's definitely knocking on the door. Like, if they make a massive playoff run, I think I think he has a shot of winning it. But uh, I'm I'm loving what's coming out of Houston right now. Yeah, I uh, I was laughed at when I said Houston be, should be the model, but I don't. It, it's like, uh, like this is why I want Gerard Mayo because I see what D'Amico Ryan's does. He has some kind of connection to that city, some kind of connection to that roster. I don't think there's probably a single player on that fucking roster that was around during his time, but. He has them playing hard. the The offense is tight for it's very very tight for a rookie quarterback. He did make a couple mistakes this week, but when he needed it, that throw to Tank Dell in the end zone was. I mean, you can't teach. You, there's so much shit he does that you just can't fucking teach. And when you get a quarterback like that in the right system, it just takes off. And I I don't know. I just I love watching the kid play. He's so calm, cool, and collected. Even in interviews, in every kind of context, you get this kid. I think he uh, he's from a broken home. Uh, I think his dad's in jail or something like that. And his goal is that he wants to play long enough and be successful long enough where when his dad gets out of jail, he can come see him play. And like kind of what he stands for and like what he like the how he carries himself and just like the consummate professional that he is. It's just he's such an impressive young dude. And like the fact that he's fucking nasty just puts like the cherry on top. I think it's an unbelievable story. Who thought who who at the beginning of the season did anybody point to fucking Houston and Jacksonville as like the marquee game of the Thanksgiving weekend? Like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, that's gonna it's a huge fucking game, dude. That game could swing the wild card versus who's in the wild card versus who's in the fucking divisional round, dude. Yep. Absolutely. I'm I'm here for it. And you know, we've talked about it on episodes past year. We're we're big believers in in CJ Stroud and the in the Houston Texans, if not this year you know, in coming years, you know, to make, you know, be serious contenders uh, here in the league, but like he's, he's making it work with tank Dell, Nico Collins down there. And, you know, like you said, Joe, he did make a couple of mistakes in this game, but like, when he needed it, they made it, they made it count. And, you know, having, having Devin Singletary, I mean, 112 yards on 22 carries. I mean, I'm sure Buffalo would love to see that right now. They'd love to see that kind of performance from their, from their, you know, their backfield. It's it's a great story. I'm I'm all in on it. I, like I've said it before, my dream matchup in the Super Bowl is Detroit and Houston. The NFL is gonna hate that if it actually happens. You know but what? For me, I don't I'm even here. think they would. I don't even Why? think they would. I think Why? I think they would love because of how CJ Stroud has been playing. Like yeah. if it, if it was like yeah. a corner, if it was like entire, let's say, Ohio, yeah. yeah, like let's say if, if it was like Bryce Young, right? But like that team was clearly carrying Bryce. He wasn't making those you know amazing throws and reads and, and scrambling. Then yeah, like Park Avenue would probably be you know out on the balcony on their mm -hmm. top, top top of the building, being like, hey, like that that fall don't look that far. Like, but you know, you have this great story, and then you have the chalk with the Detroit Lions. I think a lot of people would would love that. And let's be honest, Birch, in the day and age of sports betting, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. If you can make money off of a game, have at it. Let's yeah, go. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I think I was I was speaking more towards the casual NFL fan. Oh, yeah. That that maybe just that that you know, your older person that wants to sit and watch the Super Bowl. They see those two teams playing, they're not going to be all that thrilled. But I think for 
people that at least bet bet the NFL on a weekly basis. And for people that are, you know, big fans of the league like us, I think we'd be all for that. I, that's a Super Bowl that I can watch and be like, oh, this is stress-free. I don't care who wins. Whoever wins, I'm going to be What happy. do you mean stress-free? I'm dropping a fucking rent payment on one of these teams well, if they face in the Super Bowl. I have three kids. I can't do that, unfortunately. Yeah, I true. wish I could. I wish I could, but I won't. I won't be Hopefully one doing that. There. <laughs> yeah. Dog food is much cheaper than baby form, though. Yeah, wow. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's just, things- just, just spit facts, dude. The only thing that worries ever since that New England Patriots conversation just been spitting facts. Right. The only thing that worries me about the the Texans though is like just looking at the schedule. Like they have they have the Browns coming up. Like Denver's defense is getting off the mat after giving up seventy points. You know. Then you have like the last division games, like the Titans, the Colts. Who knows, Minshew Mania? Like if they can get through, man. If they can just. Eke out a couple of wins with like the Browns and the and the and the Broncos. Holy crap, dude! That would be fantastic. Absolutely. So so we we just kind of hit on a team that kind of is, has exceeded our expectations here this year. I think all of us were not were not on the board of the Houston Texans making some noise. But let's talk about a team that's on the outside looking in right now and suffered a pretty major injury in the game this week with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. We're in this about game, Joe Burrow. Joe. Oh, this- yep. In this go, game, go. I don't know. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. I am a huge conspiracy theory guy, but he's definitely wearing something on his fucking hand. He's definitely wearing something on his hand in that team video, which goes to show: stop hiring minimum wage interns to do shit like this. Please stop. And I just, just not to derail the podcast. Just, just gonna call out real quick: ESPN and this Boston Celtics. Stop with the. 22 year old college interns running your social media we can tell we can tell you can't pretend you can't listen pretend. last listen, listen last week to, to uh joe's rant about espn check oh, it out they, dude they cut everybody and now they just suck ass even more it's awful dude all of their content is fucking either behind a paywall or it sucks there's no mm-hmm. in between um and dude they got rid of like randy moss and everything off their fucking set and i'm like dude he was one of the I don't know his his southern twang talking about routes and shit. Like I I don't know I like that. What were we talking about? Oh the Bengals uh, Bengals Bengals injury. Yeah no I feel like <laughs> that was unbelievable. But uh, no this I like I said conspiracy theorist you don't you don't you don't post that video. He's definitely fucking doing something there. And uh, I think I think it was Chris Long or something like that on a podcast went back and it was the first game first play of the game last week where you see him grab at his hand which uh burrs laughed at another take i had i said that i think i think burrow is eventually going to want out of, of cincinnati even though they gave him the bag i think he's eventually dude they're getting him fucking killed bro this is going to be a second for second season that he's going to be that's going to end due to injury and the two other seasons are uh, a win in the playoffs and a super bowl berth so it's like the 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 all they need to do is keep that dude fucking healthy, and they can't do it. I don't even think – it's not like soft tissue – I mean, it is like with the ACL, but still, he's getting rolled up on for the ACL. He's getting fucking hit with this hand injury. So it's like sometimes sometimes you want to call a guy injury-prone, but Joe Burrow, I feel like, plays through shit. He's not injury-prone. Well, I guess the jury's still out on that, but I think that the to put it to put it more simply, the Bengals have not done everything to keep him healthy and keep him on the field and keep the most important asset in their franchise's future on, on the field. 
Come well, to New England, baby. Come to well, New England, I mean, baby. I mean, in that draft, like the the year after the the knee surgery, they could have gone after like Penny Sewell, and he mm-hmm. went to Detroit. He wanted to get his guy out of LSU and get Jamar Chase, and you know they they live with the offensive line that year. I think they they either went to the Super Bowl that year or the, or the following year. They started investing in the offensive line with Lyle Collins. He got hurt. I think they actually released him off of injured reserve. I mean, the, the offensive line, yes, has been bad, but I think it, you know, I've I've been Burge, you were with me when I would be taking shots at Jimmy G for being injury prone, but like I'm gonna be fair to fair too. Like you have the ACL injury, you have the calf, you have the hand now. Like at some point, like the chirping is going to start getting louder on the, the, you know, is he Mr. Glass? They invested all this money in him. So like, like you said, Joe, they're going to have to start protecting the investment. They're going to have to start addressing the offensive line, but you know, with what they've been doing, maybe trying to dance around the injury report, Mm -hmm. like they're going to, I think they're going to get hit with the fine. Like they're definitely getting hit with something like the, the Falcons. I don't know how they sidestep that whole migraine issue before kickoff and not reporting anything. But like, yeah, clear evidence of this dude with a brace on his hand and that injury didn't look like it just popped up in the game because that was a swollen ass hand going into that game uh, on Thursday night. And I think the SpongeBob pumped up glove. Exactly. (laughs) But like to the, the playoff picture, like the bigger, the macro picture of the Cincinnati Bengals, like they absorbed the first four weeks with the bad calf. We started to see Joe Burrow look like the old Joe Burrow. But now I think, I think like the, the, the hopes just completely torpedoed. And maybe that was because, you know, Mike Tomlin sold his soul to the devil to, to have like the Steelers make a playoff run with how bad their offense has been. But I, I just, I, I see, I don't really see a lot of hope with, with the Cincinnati Bengals at this point. No, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's funny you bring that up because we, we talk about this on this podcast in the last few episodes, your best ability is availability. Joe Burrow has been consistently injured. It seems like, I mean, two out of the last three years, like he's been seriously hurt. And if you're not, if you're not going to be available to play for your team, there's a red flag there, regardless of how the injury was sustained or anything like that. Puma, I remember when the Jamar Chase happened, uh, Jamar Chase draft happened. We were on the podcast together at that point. We were we screaming talked about it. We were we were pissed. We're like, this team needs needs offensive linemen. Like they need to protect their their asset. I get why they went after Jamar Chase. Clearly, it worked. It got them to a Super Bowl appearance. Didn't get them a win, but like now you're seeing the ramifications of that decision, where Joe Burrow is getting banged up and and hurt. My biggest issue with this whole thing that happened on uh, what was it Sunday yesterday when uh, you know he he left the game because of his wrist, dude. Imagine how many people put money on this game. And he was clearly hurt beforehand, and he there was no inkling that he was hurt before the game. And now he comes out; he really he can't even he can't even throw a pass in the, in in it. All those people that place bets on the Bengals, man, I, I feel for them because like <laughs> those, those, those sports books like, aren't oh. giving that money back. So, Burns, you uh, you put money on the Bengals that game? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't bet. I don't. I don't. I don't actually put my money on bets in the NFL because 
I have three kids. I can't do it. And I get to pick on the pause for other people to lose. Absolutely. And yes, that, that's that's a cherry pick comment right there, given how my week went this week. All right. But I've been doing True. pretty freaking good. True. I've been doing pretty freaking good outside of this week. We'll get into that in a little bit here. I'll have my rants at that point. But yeah, it, the best of it, your best ability is availability. You can't stay on the field. That's a problem. You can make the comments about the offensive line. It's it, it is it is an issue. They haven't done enough to address it. They're clearly a talented enough team to to make serious runs every year. I was one in the camp that was going to be like they're going to get out of this hole. They're gonna they're gonna figure it out and find a way to. Oh, yeah. At worst, get the get a wild card. If not, challenge the Ravens for the division. That's not going to happen now. Bengals are going to end up missing the playoffs because they're playing with. I don't even know the dude's name. Uh, Browning, I think. What, Jake Browning, I think his name Browning. is. Yeah, I don't even know. I will who say that like, one pass he had for like that meaningless touchdown, like that wasn't an easy bad. throw. Like that I, did look good. And yeah, it was garbage time, but you know, garbage time is somebody's time, but too much talent in the AFC. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not making the playoffs. They need a any lot fi- other way. Any final thoughts on that before we we we, we move on to our to discuss our picks and my my shame for the week. All right, no. take so it away. Injured. Oh, all right. Well, we had um, we've been doing good. We've been on the straight and narrow. We've been giving you good picks. We've been being just generally good dudes um, on and off the podcast. But we've um, we've hit a bump in the road here because we of me. Are- <laughs> no, we had a little uh we had a little Keaton Mitchell uh mishap uh, as well in that Bengals game. But uh shame. So we had a Keaton Mitchell anytime touchdown score, which was a loss. The Jets plus seven, which got all the way to plus nine at kickoff, loss. Detroit minus eight, awesome fucking game, loss. Uh Pittsburgh plus one, awesome fucking game, loss. Arizona plus five. Thank God we recorded when we did because this also would have been a loss, but I got it at plus five, unlike the rest of the world, which got it at four and a half. So this ended up as a push for me. Uh, Minnesota played like Dick, but they covered by two uh, when they were getting two and a half in Denver. And as of right now, we have uh, KC minus two and a half. They are covering at the moment up 10 at home versus Philly, but that one still has come home to roost. Uh, with a record right now of one four and one for the week, brings us to 22, 19 and two for the season, eight and four in our locks with one lock still pending tonight. Um, we have no trend. There's no trends that we follow besides, Hey, let's look at the board right before we, uh, we record. Now uh, we do a lot of fading bad teams and, and riding good teams. We, you see me and Barry kind of stick to the stalwarts and stick to the, uh, to the kind of the teams we know during our locks. And then with our other picks, we're kind of going on trends and kind of going on um, going on our feeling a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of ride that same kind of formula this week. Um, so uh, I'm gonna start with uh, the kind of trends game. So I like Arizona money line. Uh, you can get them anywhere from even money to uh, getting a point. Uh, but I'm just gonna uh, but I'm just gonna take the money line there. It seems like an easy win. Uh, the Giants are paying the Patriots. All the analysis you need to know. All the analysis you need to know right there. Plus three, take them over the Pats. And then, like I said, we go with our Star Wars. We go with the things that we know. I got the Giants minus six and a half. Uh, I'm sorry, San Francisco minus six and a half going up to Seattle. Uh, Seattle's kind of been up and down all year. 
Uh, San Francisco looks like they have their mojo back now that they have everybody health healthy. If you can get it six and a half, it's less than a touchdown. It seems like a good number, especially for a team that's kind of in a different stratosphere who they're playing. Um, other than that, like I said, we still have KC minus two and a half hanging out there. At so, for some reason, you you just have that one game every year that you're just like, you know what, this is an easy pick. I guarantee that means. 21 to nothing Philly in the second half to come crumbling down. But like I said, as of right now, uh, Burge 0 and 3 last week. Uh, uh, Kojak 0 and 1. I'm 1 0 and 1 right whatever. now. Riding, absolutely riding on this fucking KC pick. Burge, you want to give out some losers for this week? I want to start, I want to start off by saying again a, a sentiment that I've been on all we all episode tonight, and that is the goddamn Jets. That was the one that I thought was going to be like, all right, it's going to save me from having to be completely. And totally shamed tonight for going 0-3. All right. Pittsburgh losing a coin flip. Okay. Detroit winning a close game, not covering the spread, the points they were laying. Fine. The Jets were, were the team that I thought was going to actually put Buffalo in its place, its rightful place, and they turned it into the goddamn Jets. All right. They're the same fucking Jets that we have, that we've watched for 20 years. I don't care. If they have all the talent in the world, they're going to find a way to screw it up week in and week out. All right. I'm out. I'm, I'm never, ever going to pick the Jets. I thought you'd be that. like, that being yeah. said, Again. I have the Jets plus. Burge, I've <laughs> no, said that like I'm five out. times. And yeah, here I am picking the Jets this year like two times. No, I am never God. picking them again. This is the uh-huh. one time I saddled my wagon to the New York Jets. Never again. I don't, I don't even care if Aaron Rodgers just comes out of the ayahuasca hut and is like, let's go. I'm, no, I'm never going to pick them again. I may fade the game, but I'm never going to pick them again. I am out on the New York Jets. Screw them. Same old Jets at the end of the day. You know, in the in the words of Salah, keeping receipts. Yeah. Sure, okay. Burge. I'm, I'm uh, going to keep the receipts on the New York Jets because I freaking hate them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to pick a team I picked this week that didn't that failed me. All right. It's not the New York Jets. I promise you, it's not the New York Jets. No, it's our. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers minus one. All right, they're playing the Bengals. We all just got it done talking about what the Bengals are. Pittsburgh's going into Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are just. You know, they have a lot of talent outside of the quarterback, but I think that you know a week to prepare for for Jake Browning. I the Steelers have, you know, time and time again, except when I picked them last week. Have found a way to win games. They had no business winning. I think this is another one where I think that they're going to find a way to win the game. Whether it's Najee Harris actually coming alive as a running back finally and putting the putting the ball in the end zone, or Jeez. George Pickens gets his head out of his ass and starts being being good. All right, you want to fade him? Fade him. Go ahead. Fuck you George know. Pickens. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, no, elaborate on that. Why? That's my guy. And every time I put money on him, he's like, "Fuck you, Kojak, and your money." Well, then don't put anytime touchdown, and it just doesn't happen. Last time I, I wow, last oh, time man, I bet you just need two feet in. He was like, <laughs> he refused to get two feet in, toe and a half away from winning me money. But no, he's too busy fucking getting scoliosis and staring at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's man. great. Oh man, yeah. Kojak, I'm, I'm stealing that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Love that meme. That's fantastic. Oh man. Well, uh, my, my my next pick, my next pick for the week, not my lock, but my next pick is going to be the Eagles minus three and a half. Can you guess who they're playing? Do you know who they're playing next week? They're getting three and a half points and I'm picking them. 
They're playing the trash bag Buffalo Bills. That's who they're playing. Buffalo's got to go in, go into Philly. It's it is a four twenty five start. Philly, if what holds right now, uh, what's live on Monday Night Football? Philly loses that game, they're going to rebound. The Bills, the Bills aren't going to be able to hang with a real team. Give me, give me, give me the Eagles laying the three and a half. I'll I'll take them to win by a touchdown in that game. All day, I think they are light years a better team than what the Buffalo Bills are. Obviously, we we we've hit on how Buffalo is so banged up on the defensive side. I like I like Philly's offense to actually you know really really push the number in this one. So give me the uh, the Eagles minus three and a half. I like that pick. Yeah, my yeah. lock, my lock of the week. It's going to be another team that we sat here and praised uh, on this podcast. That's going to be the Houston Texans in Jacksonville. I'm buying them. I'm buying them all the way. They're getting a point and a half right now. It's more or less a coin flip. Give me CJ. I'm going to ride CJ Stroud to that MVP. They're at home. I want too. him to be in that conversation. I want him to be in that MVP oh, conversation. Home? Yeah, they're in Houston. All right. Home game, as we've just talked about. Sign me up, dude. Sign me up. I'm in. I'm I'm buying the cheese. I'm taking the cheese. You know, I took the cheese last week about the New York Jets. Didn't didn't uh, didn't pan out. Uh, I like myself to get right here with with taking the cheese about the Houston Texans. This 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 could have serious implications on the division in the AFC South, which we all talked about when we all started this podcast about how that division was trash. The South the South divisions in both leagues were both conferences were trash. It's turning out to be a pretty damn good battle out there in uh, between Houston and Jacksonville for that division. They're gonna have two playoff teams. I am slamming, slamming yeah. the Houston Texans. Oh, Puma, you got ready to get slammed. Puma, you got anything for us? Uh, yeah. So I, I have two things that I'm on right now. Uh, I'm kind of I'm waiting. I I feel like this is gonna be you know, Kojak and I we were talking about this before we recorded, like kind of more on like the player prop week uh just because i feel like the lines have been pretty sharp the last that last week and then this week too but uh i'm lo- i'm locking in uh giants plus three and a half danny devito tommy devito it don't matter devito <laughs> like this defense you know they they kind of they they took some opportunities off of sam howell Last week they they were generating turnovers. I, I think Wink Bartendale is going to be able to get after Mac Jones or or Bailey Zappi or or Matt Corral, whoever's going to be back there at this point. Malik Cunningham, if they decide to bring him back for some reason, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the three and a half. I think that you know they keep it close. Maybe they outright win, but and there's no world right now where Belichick should be a, a favorite on the road at this point. At this, at this, at this rate, the books are still just big again. The respect for Belichick, where in reality they should probably just be a pick'em. And I'm going, I'm with you on the Texans, but I'm I'm taking a different angle. I'm taking the team total uh, because the 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 over under I think started shooting up to like 47, 48 some books. Um, I got the team total for the the Texans at FanDuel at 23 and a half and it was minus 110 uh last time these guys played uh houston put up 37 granted the they got over with a a, a muffed kick uh or a, a kickoff for a touchdown but it doesn't matter we're gonna get points here i think there's gonna be a high scoring track meet in houston and who knows like trevor lawrence has been giving up the ball and turning the ball over. So if we can get like a pick six, this defense has been playing their ass off for D'Amico Ryan's. Like we said at the top, I think we get over the, over this number. I think we're going to see a lot of scoring in this game for the Texans. 
love it. Love it. I love the I love that team tell. I love that team tell. I don't I don't dabble in the total often because that's what I'm, I'm trying to do a, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a vibes guy. Yeah, I'm uh, strictly a vibes guy when it comes to gambling, which is usually a white hot or white uh, or or ice cold. But I like 23 and a half there. I don't think the Jags have shown anything crazy on defense this year, and I think that uh, at home with a young quarterback and a good system, I think that that should be kind of a little bit shooting fish in a barrel, especially on a game you think that might be wide open with a little bit of scoring, especially with a total up around 50. Mm-hmm. Kojak. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, just like a look I, I, ahead I, I, for, for player props, like maybe Kojak will co-sign this for that Eagles Bills game. Like, I'm gonna look at DeAndre Swift rushing props for sure against a Buffalo Bills defense that has been like that. a little bit bad against the run. But when those props come out, like that might be like Thursday. Today, Burge. <laughs> Or tomorrow, yeah. What's what? what or what's Wednesday. Spread, what's, what's all you need is one for there? the. Uh, if when I go to tweet out the friggin' the picks tweet, I don't care. Just get me something yeah. by Saturday night. Check check our check our Twitter or X, X if you want to be like Kojak X. Check the check no, it at ETP underscore underscore podcast <laughs> underscore. I know I botched that. Yes, underscore. Um, Kojak, we're just going to have you pick a, we're just going to do this. We're just going to have you pick a winning prop from the Thursday night game. And then I'm, I'm just going to tweet it out on Saturday. Like it's a fucking winner. And then we'll actually see how many people listen to the podcast or at least an hour and 32 minutes in. (laughs) Oh man. You guys got any final thoughts before we plug this sucker up? Joe, you got any final thoughts? Yeah, I want to hear your lost, praise. The Bruins lost. I'm about to lose my life. Good night. They both lost? The Bruins <laughs> actually lost, lost tonight? Yeah. They yeah. both lost in overtime, and I want to fucking yep. jump off a cliff. Yikes. Well, at least the Bruins get a point because everybody gets a fucking trophy. Loser now. point. Loser point. You know who get doesn't rid get of a it. point? Get rid of it. Celtics. Jalen oh, Brown, get off three, my team. Ten. Whoa, 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 whoa. We can actually Ooh. have that conversation. $340 anyway. million for 10 points. Are you fucking kidding me? All right, that's hey, a fair everybody point. Has, everybody has a bad day. Yeah, People wanted to trade him for point. James Harden, though. Fat yeah, I'd rather. I would have. Not. No, Burge, you're on drugs. on Percocet. <laughs> on Percocet, drugs. Drugs <laughs> created in a lab to make you forget I just want to be the devil's advocate. I'm just. I'm just I'm, I'm, Fucker. Oh, dude, I'm poking the bear right now. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. No, I know nothing about basketball tonight. I know nothing about basketball. <laughs> I know nothing about basketball. I'll be the first to say that. But I Me can too. poke. I can poke the bear. I can poke the bear. Well, we know. It's fun. We know. We know. All right. All right. I think that's a good time to you know, you know get get out of here. All right. Frank. Get, give us a follow on X or Twitter. At BTP underscore podcast underscore. I didn't screw it up that time. All right. I'm on there at Burge the Goalie. Joe Sure is at the underscore Juicy Jew. Wow. The w. And Kojak is at Allen13Brennan. Puma. Government name. You want to check him out on Twitter at Brando underscore Puma. Also check out his podcast at PFR Podcast. Be sure to check him out. If you guys like hockey, we don't like basketball. If we like hockey. We hate hockey. (laughs) Check out the two pad stack podcast that I'm on at two, the number two pad stack. 
And if you feel like going to a sporting event, be sure to use SeatGeek, SeatGeek for your uh, for your tickets. You get twenty dollars off your first purchase with SeatGeek if you use the code two, the number two, pad stack pod. So it's a good little promo. I got to plug my hockey podcast in here at the end, but if you want to, if you want to get on SeatGeek, all that proceeds go to benefiting that pod and by proxy this pod because I'm on it. So all those help proceeds go to help, help us me. out. So we're using that we're using that promo code to uh to uh, well I'm using it to take uh our our friend Jack Jack out here for his birthday. Love it. How are you? Love it. He's Love finally it. turning 18. Can everybody say happy birthday Jack Jack? Yay! <laughs> Yay! Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday Jack Jack. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, are we going to have a pod on and around your We're we're we be releasing a pod the day before your birthday, brother. So, oh boy. He's going to be 18. Can you believe that? <laughs> They all grow up so fast. I know. He's taller than me, but he's only turning 18. They, they become 6'4 so immediately. About to beat the crap out of you on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Puma, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been a blast talking sports with you again. I hope to have you on again soon. Yeah. No, it's been great rocking with you guys. Thanks for having me. It was uh, it was a pleasure doing this, and uh, we'd love to do it again sometime. Absolutely. So, all y'all, we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Go Chiefs tonight. Chiefs are driving with the ball. Go up Texans. Go Texans next week. Let's go. Have a good week, boys. Peace Happy out. Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving by the way. Gobble, gobble, bitch. Pause. <laughs>